0: Hello friends, welcome to episode 958 of the Juicebox podcast. Bethany is on the show today. She is the mother of uh, four children. One of them has type 1 diabetes. Her child uses Omnipod 5 and we have a lovely conversation. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you'd like to save 10% off your first month of therapy, use the link betterhelp.com forward slash juicebox. To save 40% off of your entire order, use the offer code juicebox at checkout. WalletCozyEarth.com, and to get five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D, go to my link: drinkag1.com/forward/slash/box. You can drink the same drink that I do every morning. If you're looking for community around your diabetes, check out the Facebook group Juicebox Podcast Type One Diabetes. There's a private group and a public page. Make sure you join both. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. You can use the same quality meters that we use in this house. Find out more at Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored today by US Med. Now US Med is the place where my daughter gets her diabetes supplies from. And you could too. Usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514.
1: Hi, I'm Bethany and I'm here to talk about my daughter. Jane has diabetes.
0: Jane has diabetes. Yes. You are the parent of more than one child though. Is that right?
1: Yes. I have four children. Um, They are three boys and one girl. The girl has diabetes. They are eight, six, three and a half and two.
0: Eight, six, three and a half, and two. The, and Jane is how old? She is six. She's six. Okay. Eight, six, three and a half, two. Right. Anybody who's on the Facebook page knows I'm very sick right now, Bethany. So yes. if I if I say something like five seconds from now, like Jane is three, you'll go, no, Scott, she's six. Are you okay? Uh, that kind of thing. How, and she's had diabetes for a couple of years?
1: Yes. She was diagnosed two years ago tomorrow, actually.
0: Oh, my goodness. Did you set this up on purpose?
1: Sort of. I I mean, when I scheduled it, you know, it was during this time anyway. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, How did you figure out she had diabetes?
1: Well, her diagnosis story for me actually starts a couple months before diagnosis. Um, So it was, she was diagnosed in October of 2020. And during the summer of 2020, um, you know, everything was in shutdown and life was insane. And I had at the time three kids and I was extremely pregnant. Um, and so Jane had a UTI in late June. Um, and at that point, th- that was when everybody was doing remote telehealth and like you really couldn't go into the pediatrician's office unless it was really bad. Mm-hmm. So um I called the pediatrician and she gave me some suggestions of things to do at the house um, and then to bring her back in in a few days to see if those things were helping. And so we did that and, and took her in and she definitely had a UTI, but they tested her urine. This is how I know for sure um, that in the end of June, she did not have any symptoms. Um, so they tested her urine. She had a UTI. It was clearing. She said, keep doing what you're doing. You're good. So um, don't it, think anything of it.
0: You're saying that and, they saw her urine then and, there was no talk about glu- diabetes no, at all. Like no
1: glucose, no ketones, you know, none of that in her okay. urine, okay. her urine of, other than the fact of her having a UTI that was clearing, everything looked normal. I got you. Okay. Um, so then she turned four in the end of September and I had my fourth baby two days before she turned four and that was crazy, crazy <laughs> times too. Um, but when she turned four that, well, the day that I had my fourth child, you know, of course we, all my babies are born you know, in the middle of the night. So uh, we leave our house at super, super early in the morning. My mom comes over um to watch the rest of the kids. And when we got home, she told me, she was like, Jane wet the bed. And I was like, that's really weird. She hasn't done that in like over a year, but maybe it's just a fluke thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the next month was pure chaos because I had my oldest son at the time was in first grade doing entire remote learning in Spanish. He's in the Spanish immersion program. So everything was in Spanish. Um, and then Jane was very sick, but I did not know what was happening. And then my um, next son, Levi, he was 18 months old and was literally like swinging from the chandeliers. <laughs> and then I had a newborn and no sleep, you know, all of that. And I just vividly remember looking over at Jane probably two weeks after um, my baby was born and and said, Jane, do you feel okay? You don't look so good. And she's like, I'm just so, so tired, mommy. I'm just so tired. And I felt terrible because in my mind, she was so tired because we'd moved her into the room with her brother. So her sleeping was not good. The baby was waking the whole house up multiple times a night. You know, I just, I've already felt guilty and did mm-hmm. not, did not foresee the guilt that was c- going to mm-hmm. come. Um, but um, I was like, I'm just so sorry. Well, then about a week and a half after that, she wet the bed out of seven nights. She wet the bed five nights out of seven. Oh, wow. And that, that was just not, you know, the norm for her. So I knew something was wrong. I can't believe diabetes never crossed my mind at that time. Wh- why, but
0: Bethany, why? Why do you, why be- do you think be- that?
1: Because in retrospect, as soon as we got to the pediatrician and they said there that there's glucose in her urine, my first thought was diabetes. She has diabetes. Well, like well, you don't have to tell me. She knows.
0: So you you know something about diabetes prior to this?
1: Yes. Um. So my my first cousin, my mom's brother's son, um, has type one diabetes. Okay. And so my mom has always been looking out for my kids like, Oh, they're drinking a lot of water. Do you think they have diabetes? They're drinking a lot of water, but my kids only drink water Mm -hmm. and it was hot. We were in North Carolina. So it was super, super hot. Even in September, October, it's, you know, getting up in the eighties and nineties, they drink tons of water. So I'm, I was always like, mom, my kids are fine. My kids are fine. Um, so I didn't, I, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, she must have another UTI, but I remember telling my husband, I think she has a UTI, but her symptoms are completely different this time. And, um, so I tried to get her in on a Friday, but it was a teacher work day. All my kids were home and like, didn't have anything to do. So they were crazy. And I called the pediatrician's office. They didn't have an appointment. Um, and I said, I think it's a UTI. And she said, well, let's just do what you did last time that worked and then bring her in on Monday. She already had her four-year-old well visit scheduled mm-hmm. for Monday. So they said, just wait until Monday and we'll check. So I'm kind of thankful that that happened the way it did, because at least we had one more weekend of not insanity. Um,
0: wait, it sounds but, like everything was pretty insane, but... Well, uh, it was. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, yeah, yeah, Yes, you're right. It I,
0: I have questions before we move forward. Yeah, so sure. We're at the second UTI theory, but let's mm-hmm. hold that... For, so first of all, I heard a humble brag where you told me your son's in a complete Spanish immersion.
1: Oh, I didn't mean for it to no, be. No, no, anymore.
0: and I, I heard another humble brag: the kids only drink water. That was nice. We hear oh. you, you're a good mom. Uh, I thought for a while you must live in Utah because you've got four kids under the age of six. I thought you were building an army for the Lord. But
1: yeah, no, but- I, I was expecting you to think yeah, yeah, that yeah. I was in Utah. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'm married to my high school sweetheart as well. So if I figured if I had thrown that in, that would have sealed the deal of me being in Utah.
0: But so, but, but you're but you live in North Carolina. Yes. But you're definitely a Mormon, right? <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Oh, okay, not. wow.
0: You you check a lot of boxes in case you want to get in. You know? Yeah, they
1: might might make some good friends.
0: I think possibly not actually being that would slow you down from getting in. I don't know how you get in. I'm sure it's probably there's probably an application process. But I think you, <laughs> I think they would take you in three seconds. Is what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, you're 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 four fifths of the way to a basketball team, and sure. um, yeah, no, they would definitely let you in. Okay, so uh, isn't it interesting that you? listen to the podcast and then thought to yourself, he's going to think I'm Mormon based yeah. on how my life is. set up. <laughs> Do you come from a big family?
1: No, actually, I don't at all. I just have one sister. And each of my parents only had one sibling as well. So. Your
0: husband come from a big family?
1: Um, He has one biological brother, one half sister, one adopted sister and one sort of adopted brother. So
0: Yes, That's that a think. yes. He's. It's not like a dominance thing. Like he doesn't jump out of bed and yell, "I got you pregnant again" or something oh, like that. No, no nothing no. like that. Yeah. Okay. No, we
1: always right. wanted four kids.
0: Oh so. wow. Okay. And how old are you? Uh,
1: thirty-four. Wow,
0: thirty-four six. That's nice. That's a good age. I like the age. All right. So, thanks. um, isn't it nice that I've given my a permission that it's okay? What? Yes, how old thanks. you are for your children? <laughs> By the way, people don't know, uh, Bethany, let's tell them here. I've said it once, but I'm going to say it again. I'm very sick. So uh, this could go a number of different ways. I am keeping up, though. Um, You thought that her symptoms of diabetes mimicked enough of of the UTI that you went back again. The doctor put you on that process. Let's try these things again. I'm assuming they didn't work this time.
1: Well, no, because, you know, she, she didn't have a UTI. So um, we ended up going in the following Monday, which was October 26th for her well visit. Um, You know, and again, it's during COVID. So we have to wait in the car for forever. And they bring us in. I've got, it's just me, Jane, and then my newborn at the time he's four weeks old. And um, the nurse is like, okay, you're here for a well visit. Do you have any concerns? I said, I think she might have a UTI there's something going on. And she's like, okay, no problem. We'll get a urine sample. The doctor will be in to talk to you, you know, about normal four-year-old things. Yeah. Um, so we're in that process and then, um, the nurse comes in and interrupts the doctor and shows her a sticky note and said, this was her urine. And she said, are you sure? She said, I ran it twice and I knew right then before they even said anything. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh no. And she said, there's glucose in your urine, but that it, It might be okay. Don't panic yet. And, you know, Jane has no idea what's going on. And I'm, like, already starting to cry. I'm also extremely hormonal postpartum, you know, just, like, can't control anything. Um, So she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And she said, what did Jane have for breakfast? And I had no clue what the child had for breakfast. Whatever she found
0: on the floor, lady. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was like, my life is insane right now. I said, Daddy was in charge of breakfast. Janie, what did you have for breakfast, honey? She said, um... I had cinnamon toast waffles with syrup and whipped cream and a Pop-Tart. I was like, oh my gosh. It
0: does sound like <laughs> what your husband would do. So, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: my kids they only drink water. <laughs> All of it.
0: Yeah, they only drink um, water when they're with you, by the way. Right, right, um, yeah. right. right. So they're like, drinking oh. maple syrup when they're with your husband.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh. Um, she said, okay, well, she sounds like she had a lot of sugar for breakfast. It could just be a fluke thing. We're going to prick her finger. And you know, even though at the time I had a general idea Idea of diabetes. I did not know specifics, so she was like, "We want it to be around 100, up to 150 max." And I was like, "Okay." And so they prick her. You know, the wash her hands, prick her finger. It was 600, and she was like, "Okay, you're going to need to go to the hospital, but your baby can't go with you to the hospital." Oh, because so, of COVID. Because of COVID. Can so, I tell you
0: one thing about COVID? I didn't up? get freaking sick once during COVID, Bethany. Never <laughs> and, once. I was as healthy as a <laughs> horse when I was. Locked in my house, and now my I chest know. hurts, and my head is spinny, and I'm hot wow. and cold. COVID's, COVID saved us. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Okay, Okay. So
1: well, the irony for me was that I had a, a whole baby and avoided the hospital entirely. I didn't even go to the hospital when I had him, and now I'm like, Wait oh, a we're going to have to go to the hospital. Oh, Bethany,
0: where did the baby come out? In the driveway? Well,
1: um, no, almost, though. Uh, no, we used a birth center just to be able to avoid... The hospital setting, um, and it was an amazing, wonderful experience. But the birth center is an hour away from us, and I literally thought I was going to have him in the driveway. So oh he my came,
0: gosh, okay,
1: about 20 minutes after we pulled in.
0: There's so. no way your husband could have delivered the baby because we saw how he made breakfast. So,
1: well, that's yeah. true. He, although he really wanted to have the baby in the car, he thought that'd be a really cool story. So,
0: well, he's not <laughs> wrong about that. Honestly, even the thing about me being sick is a great story. I realized yesterday when I got done, like, yeah, I told Bethany something before we started recording, which I don't know if I'll share with people on the podcast or not. But even as, as like horrible as it was, it was a good story. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would do it for the story, too. Although you're ruining the leather, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I did pack lots of towels and trash bags and that sort of thing because I really thought he was coming in the car. Oh, so.
0: no kidding. You were actually concerned about it
1: yes i yes i very much i mean fourth child you know he came real quick
0: oh so. yeah, yeah. girls that haven't had a baby don't know what you're talking about but yeah it's true yeah they, they, they start flying out Yes. <laughs> you almost have to slow them down you know what i mean like put rubber bands oh, at the end or something oh yeah. yeah yeah
1: i i was telling myself just just don't let your water break because the water breaks and the baby's here and for me so.
0: you know how those um those jets land on the aircraft carriers Yes. And then they hit the hook on the wire. That's sort of what they should maybe do. (laughs) I don't know how you'd work that out. I'm not an engineer, Bethany, but okay. So, all right. So now we're, now we're, we've got to go to the hospital. I assume you got to pass the baby off to somebody else in
1: your family. Yeah. I mean, that, that came into a a big complication though, because he'd never had a bottle. I didn't have any breast milk saved up. I mean, we're only four weeks in, so I had no way to feed him. So the nurse and the pediatrician were amazing. Like they gave me bottles of water. They gave me samples of formula. They gave me like the little bottles to mix it all in. So they sent me with everything that I needed, but, you know, getting a baby to take formula that's never had formula is not the easiest thing in the world. So that did not go well. So it was the story of my life during that time. It was chaos. I had my mom pick up my other two boys, one from preschool and one from my husband's work. I had my husband meet me at the hospital. I had his mom drive separately and meet us at the hospital. I had the baby in my car with Aaron's mom and I would run down every 3 hours and nurse him and then go back up and she just stayed in the car pretty much for 2 days with him. We came home. I came home with the baby and my husband stayed overnight while she was while Jane was in the hospital.
0: This day, on this exact day, I heard a knock at the door. I read a tat tat. I walked downstairs. I was up here making the podcast. I said, who could this be knocking at my door? You know who it was? It was the UPS guy. You know what he had? Arden's Dexcom G7s. Do you know where they came from? U.S. Med. usmed.com forward slash juice box. Why do I tell you this? Well, just a few days ago. Actually, on the 10th. Today is the 19th. So on the 10th, I got an email. It said, greetings, Arden. Your next order of supplies is eligible to ship. And I was like, "Ooh!" I clicked the words, confirm my order right in the email. Seven days later, I got another email that said the order was on its way. And two days after that, nine days after the first email arrived, Arden's Dexcom G7s were in our kitchen. The next time Arden is eligible for her Omnipod supplies, the same exact thing is going to happen. USmed.com forward slash juice box or 888-721-1514. Use the link or the phone number to get your free benefits check and get started with U.S. Med. U.S. Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like Freestyle Libre 3 and the Dexcom G7. But if you want the Libre 2 or the Dexcom G6, they have those as well. They have Omnipod Dash, Omnipod 5, and the Tandem T-Slim X2. U.S. Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and, as you just heard, fast and free shipping. usmed.com forward slash Box or call 888-721-1514. Better service and better care is what you're going to get from U.S. Med. You're using insulin. You need your blood sugar measurements to be accurate and easy. Get yourself a contour meter, contournext.com forward slash juice Why do you want a contour meter? Well, they're incredibly accurate. That's the first and probably for my money, the most important reason. They also have a bright light for nighttime viewing. The screens are incredibly easy to use. And those test strips have second chance technology. If you'd like to get more out of your data, use the free contour app and pair it with your meter, just right on your phone, right to your meter, Stores all your data, lets you make sense of it. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. The Contour Next Gen, Contour Next One, the entire line of meters is not to be missed. Arden has been using a contour meter for so many years now, I honestly can't remember how many. We absolutely love it. It's easy to hold, easy to use, and of course, once again, second chance test strips. So if you touch that blood, don't get quite enough, or you fumble with the meter, you go back, get the rest of that blood and you don't mess up the accuracy of the test or ruin the test strip. And the amount of blood you need, is very small. You're gonna love this meter. Go check out the uh, the website. You can actually buy right on the website. It's possible that the meter and the strips could cost you less in cash than you're paying right now for the meter you're using. And is that meter, the one you're using right now, is it even any good? You don't know, do you? But take it from me, the contour meters are absolutely fabulous. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com to Contour, US Med, and all the sponsors.
1: But my mother-in-law and my newborn stayed in the car for probably about eight hours the first day, and then probably close to eight to ten hours the second day. And Bethany, I just kept, do you have like,
0: like a Harvard business degree or something? Why are you so good at coordinating things?
1: Oh uh, well, I majored in math and taught high school math for a while, so oh, I, guess I have a.
0: I mean, you, you are you are coordinating the entirety of this thing, plus your. St- Plus, your boobs need to go somewhere else, (laughs) you know, not where you're going. Did you ever consider your husband going to the hospital and you staying with the baby? Or did you have trouble?
1: He did. Thankfully, they did allow both of us to be in the hospital, um, which was we weren't sure, you know, because the rules and everything. We didn't know if we'd both be allowed up. But they wanted both of us there so that we could both be trained. And I knew from the very beginning that I would be the one managing Jane's Diabetes because I stay at home So, um, you know, it was essential that I was there. So that, that part wasn't that much of an option. I mean, I love my husband and I trust him dearly, but I needed to hear the information for myself, not from him. So, yeah,
0: no, I understand. Um, was the information valuable?
1: It was. And, you know, at the time I didn't realize how, how great we had it in, in listening to the podcast and other people's stories. Um, you know, there obviously are a lot of doctors and professionals out there who don't think the way that you think and the way that you manage diabetes and that sort of thing. Uh, and clearly our endocrinologist and our diabetes educator both had very much the same mindset as you. So, you know, when they were training us, they said, okay, you know, she's so tiny, here's her ratios and everything. But right now we're going to give her her insulin after she eats, but eventually you want to get to the point where you give it to her before and probably even like 10 or 15 minutes before and I was like, well, why, why are we giving it to her after now? And they're like, well, you know, cause you don't always know what she eats or what she's going to eat. And I was like, well, let's give it to her beforehand. And if, you know, she starts to go low or changes her mind or whatever, I'll give her candy. She'll always eat candy. You know, it'll yeah. be fine. I'll let
0: her husband, I'll let my husband cook for her. It'll be okay.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so they gave me a lot, a lot of good, helpful information and we're very supportive um, so she was diagnosed on a Monday. She spent Monday night. Thankfully she was not in DKA. We caught it very early. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: her a one C was 7.3 oh, wow. at diagnosis. So it was not, you know, I didn't know at the time how good or bad that was. So, um, in retrospect, it, it was pretty good. Um, no, I, and-
0: for everything that was going on, Bethany, I think it's astonishing that you picked it up. <laughs> like really, it's, it's well done. You know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. funny cause you're going to tell me soon. I imagine that you feel incredible guilt about something, which I, you know, but it sounds like you figured this out very quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am thankful that we did catch it so early. I do feel like I could have caught it two weeks earlier, but honestly two weeks earlier probably wouldn't have made that big of a difference for Jane and it would have made my life significantly more difficult than having had a two week old. Um, but yeah so she came home on on tuesday she only had to spend one night in the hospital hmm. so that that was good and then we came home shots and finger pricks we did not get a dexcom in the hospital but they told me about it and they said we want to get you on one as soon as possible um so let's make a you know in office endocrinologist appointment on friday and we'll get you set up with that also i want to say this so our family in general, our immediate family, like my children and my husband and I are typically very healthy people. You know, we get the common cold and that sort of stuff. But, um, we, before diabetes, we did not have a single prescription that we were ever taking on on any of us, you know, never had to go to the doctor except for well visits basically. Um, so my husband's self-employed and my insurance works. It was, astronomically expensive to have insurance for us and for children. So we looked into all the options and we were at the time we had decided to be on a health share plan, which I don't know how much you know about that. Help, but wait,
0: help help share?
1: Health share. Health share.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Like a medical health share plan. Okay. So basically you pay a, a much lower rate um every month. And then they cover well visits. They they do cover sick visits and illness and things like that but they have a lot of rules and a lot of things that they don't cover and um it, at the time when we decided that obviously we did not know that jane was going to get diabetes so
2: mm-hmm.
1: we were like oh well we don't have any of these chronic conditions we're not going to have any of these chronic. we'll be fine so one of my first thoughts when as soon as i realized diabetes i was like oh my gosh or health share doesn't cover diabetes like
2: it barely covers anything yeah
1: yes they won't cover insulin they won't cover anything so of course like not only am i trying to figure out the logistics of maneuvering all of my children and keeping everyone safe i'm also like on the phone with the company like can we go to the hospital can we get insulin like what can we do um so that was a a nightmare in in and of itself
0: bethany what what does your husband do for work that he can support six people and he's doing it on his own. Is he like a drug mule or something? Or is he <laughs> no, weed, weed no. up from Mexico or something? Or what
1: no, no. No, um, he he's, he sells cars. He's a car dealer. Like he's got a, his own car lot.
0: I see. Okay, I was, I was like, wow, that's well done. If you can afford to keep, unless you're living in the middle of literally nowhere and it's super free to live, but North no. North Carolina a is not a cheap place to live. So I was impressed. Tell your husband oh. I was impressed. I'm not impressed hello. with how he feeds your children, but I am very That's much funny. I am very much impressed with the rest of it.
1: That's so funny. I actually haven't even told him that I'm doing this. So Oh
0: yeah, then don't tell him. He doesn't even know. <laughs> right? Just tell him yeah, just tell him to keep making the money. You got bills. That's right.
1: That's right. He doesn't have time to listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah. You're busy, buddy. Get in there and sell a car. <laughs> That's right. Do you ask him hello at the end of the day? You say hello, or do you go, how many cars did you sell?
1: Oh, no, I, I say hello. I typically, I've gotten to the point now so many years now that I, I don't even really ask him how many cars the kids will ask. Did you sell a car today? Yeah. Um,
0: that's it. that's just, it's, a, it's really nice. Listen, I have a, I'm basically a small business owner and most of my day is spent going, don't let everybody down. Don't let everybody yeah. down. <laughs> so, yes. you know, yes. uh, I, I understand. Okay. So, well, Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah, and you and but did you handle it as well as it sounds like you did, or how were you doing on the inside?
1: Um, on the inside, I was not okay. Literally, I just I felt like I was drowning, and it just was like, okay, just survive. We're just we're just going to survive. Everybody, everybody's going to get through this. There's this old song I don't even know when it's from or who sings it, but it's like I don't want to sing on here, but it's like, oh, child, things are going to get easier. Yeah, see. sure. Yeah. Is that an old song? Oh. Well, it's old for me. I think. Oh, because you're 34. Or is this a, is this another easy. humble
0: brag that you're younger than I am? Hold on a second. No,
1: no, no. no. My I mean, kids I like speak Spanish. My kids drink 70s. water. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> well, young. now,
1: now we have juice in our fridge all the time. It's like so, so ironic. But
0: <laughs> hold on, I got the lyrics.
1: Okay. I feel like it's probably from the 70s, song 70s, by Five
0: 70s. Stair Steps, 1970. Yeah. Oh, they use this in the um. See, my brain's not working right now, Bethany, because I'm, really dy- I'm dying. I'm um, dying. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't they use this in Guardians oh, of the Galaxy? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. What the hell are you doing with your time? What are you taking oh, care of those? Taking kids? Taking care of kids. <laughs> Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Yes.
1: All yes. Right. So. Okay. That song popped up in my head when we were in the hospital and literally I just had that on repeat, those two lines. That's all I knew, but I just, it's going to get easier. It's going to get brighter. It's going to get easier. It's going to get brighter. Um, but then, so then things got really bad for me shortly thereafter. So, um, the
0: song didn't work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It helped with my mental state probably, but physically I started having some problems. So, um, Jane had her got her dexcom on Friday and that was so helpful like that was so nice that I still I was not sleeping at all because between the baby and then diabetes you know just like Mm. constantly like not sleeping at all and so probably about two full weeks after Jane was diagnosed um I was having terrible like I did not know what was happening to me, but I remember standing in the kitchen, holding my baby and looking at my husband and saying, something is not right with me. I am not okay. And he was like, be more specific. Tell me what's going on. And I was like, I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. My heart is racing all the time. I cannot sleep even when I am, I'm allowed to sleep. You know, like when three hours in the
0: middle of the night. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Like I can't fall asleep. Uh, just like, everything is crazy. I'm losing tons of weight, even though I'm eating everything in sight. Like, like, I don't know what's going on. And so, um, he had an Apple watch and he was like, start wearing this to monitor your heart rate. Cause that's what I'm concerned about the most. And like, even just completely resting heart rate, sitting down, holding the baby, my heart rate was 150 beats per wow. minute. Wow. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm not okay. Um, so I went to my midwife that used to deliver Noah and um was like, I I something's not okay with me, and I don't know if it's just sleep deprivation or what. And she felt my thyroid and said, Your thyroid's really enlarged. You need to go to an endocrinologist. And she's like, I think you have postpartum thyroiditis, which I had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay. So then, you know, I call every endocrinologist around us and I did not realize how hard it is to get in with an adult endocrinologist. Um, So finally got an appointment maybe like a week later and the lady will not say where she was or her name, but she was so incredibly rude. And, and it took me very off guard because Jane's endocrinologist was the best of the best. And in hindsight, now James endocrinologist has left, which I literally cried when she left. Um, but, and we've had a terrible, terrible experience ever since. Um, so I did not realize at the time how amazing it was that we had a great endocrinologist with James, but I walked in and the lady was like, I don't even know why you're here. Uh, you just are stressed because your daughter has diabetes and you're not getting enough sleep. You just need to go sleep. I was like, Okay. Wait, wait,
0: so this, this endo, they weren't, were they like a thyroid specialist or just? Yes. An, really? Yes. And mm-hmm. and heard your symptoms and was like, that's not that.
1: Oh, she hadn't even heard my symptoms yet. Oh. She just walked in and said that. She's um, like, you don't need to be here.
0: She doesn't drink enough water. If you were her mom, she'd be happier. That's right. I think so. Yeah.
1: So I was like, well, I'm going to advocate for myself and say that I'm not leaving until I have some blood work done and anything else that needs to determine what's going on with me. And so she was like, well, so she listened to my symptoms and she was like, well, I really just think that you're just stressed and overtired and you need to go home and sleep, but I'll agree to doing blood work. But it, she, she literally said, but I know it's going to come back normal. And I was like, okay. okay.
2: All
1: right. So I had blood work done. And then, you know, within 24 hours, it was up on where I could get it in my chart or whatever. And I don't, I, I can't remember like which ways the numbers go, but whatever it was supposed to be it was like completely opposite like the opposite off the of, chart were you hyper whatever. or hypo so i was hyper
0: yeah i thought that.
1: um and so that's why my heart was racing i was having restless leg i wasn't sleeping the anxiety like on top of already having anxiety you know just it was
0: yeah
1: bad 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 and so then she messaged me and she was like well you were right and i was like thank you. She didn't um, say
0: I was wrong. Cause that would have been the more appropriate response. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: No, no. Um, and she's like, I'm going to send over some medicine. Well then of course, like, because I'm nursing a newborn, I look it up in the medicine. It specifically says like, not to you, to take it if you're breastfeeding, because it'll lower your heart rate and the baby's heart rate. And like, it was just one thing after another. Um, so I had to figure out all of that. But then she told me, she said, most likely this is postpartum thyroiditis and so you'll start in hyper and you'll stay in hyper for a period of time then you'll go into hypothyroidism and then if you're lucky you'll come out and you'll be normal but a lot of people stay in the hypo stage so i was like okay oh, oh, so and she was, did
0: know what she was talking about she was just a jerk
1: yes oh yes, okay i got exactly. it exactly okay i
0: understand <laughs> Well, it, listen, yeah. that's better than her being a jerk and not knowing what she's talking about.
1: That's true, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Look on the bright side. Uh, things will get brighter.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so well, you were probably singing like crazy in that appointment. Like, hey yes, girl, so, things are gonna get easier. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it was it was crazy.
1: So um should have asked I her if she
0: knows that song. Be like, listen, uh, exactly. I need someone to come through for me. Yeah. I, I, I am I'm fascinated by that. Like all this that's happened to you. And your birthing person so far is the most, I'm assuming they don't have a degree.
1: No, not in, I mean, not yeah. in thyroid or Yeah, they, I they, they
0: they they like sell cars with your husband on the weekends or something like that, right? <laughs> and then they make the babies come out. And well, I mean, so you have a good experience at the hospital, but I always wonder about, is it just people who work with children are they in a default Mister Rogers setting? Do you know what I mean? Like if you got right. them alone, would they just be hard? Would some of them be like real jackasses too? But right. they're just in that child, like you know what I mean? Because you always hear people say, um, you know, uh, when we lost our our child's endo, we realized how terrible. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Like that story is really common, right? My child's endo was great, right. but I think people just mean like pleasant. Like look at look at our line of what we're expecting. Like just human. Like people right. are human, and they say hello, and smile, and look in your face, and don't treat you like an idiot when you ask a question, and that we call good. Right. The bar, the bar's pretty low, Bethany. I, I have to say, it's true. We, we've all uh, we've come to expect nothing for some reason. Uh, I'm sorry. So she said okay. so she she tells you about this whole swing that's probably going to happen. Yes. Put you on. Hmm. You're hyper at that point. What did she put yeah. you on?
1: Honestly, I don't even remember. Yeah, you weren't
0: on it that long, huh?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I was, so I was not on it long. So I, I ended up only taking half a dose because I was concerned. So then, then I talked to the pediatrician and I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to take this medicine, but I'm nursing. It says not to take it when nursing, but all of the ones that lower my heart rate, because that was the biggest concern was my heart rate at the time. What can also lower the baby's heart rate. Um, so what do I need to do? So then on top of monitoring everything else in my life at the moment, oh, oh my the gosh. pediatricians like, you need to get a pulse ox monitor and monitor your baby's oxygen levels and your baby's heart rate. Like, okay, great.
0: You're so. rethinking these kids at this point, right? Bethany?
1: <laughs> well, I, I also, I was like, um, you're getting a vasectomy. Like we already scheduled this. It, he, it was scheduled the Friday that Jane got her Dexcom. That was the day that my, my sister-in-law took my husband to get his vasectomy. It's like, we are not having any Bethany,
0: <laughs> Bethany, let me say something here. If people don't think you're a good person, this is the moment when they know you are. Because you have four children. All these things happen. And you are still having sex with your husband. <laughs> you're such a nice lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, I can't laugh was, all the It time. was
1: really poor timing because then he was down for like a whole nother week. And c- What a baby. <laughs> are you
0: kidding me, Bethany? <laughs> you're going through all of this and his vas deferens get cut and he can't stand <laughs> up for a week?
1: Yeah, what but it, it was okay. We, we, we made it. We, it did get easier. Things got easier. Light. Yeah. Yes. It got easier. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I only took half a pill for, for a brief amount of time. I feel like it was not even a full month and I could just tell my own, you know, I'm just very in tune with my body. So I could tell, okay, I feel like I'm going into hypo. So I stopped taking the medicine because the endocrinologist wasn't helpful. and then. Um, I, I knew I was in hypo, everything, you know, everything slows down and then you're dealing with low heart rate, low energy, depression, you, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And Did I'm,
0: your weight bounce when you got?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, that was the nicest thing about being in hyper. Is like, oh my gosh, I'm losing this baby weight so easy. This is great. And then it was like, oh wait, it's all coming back. Isn't it <laughs> so, interesting,
0: by the way, Bethany, with the, the, isn't it interesting, the, The entirety of the planet seems to struggle with their weight in some way or another, but your thyroid just gets turned a little too far one way.
1: Yeah, and and it's fifty pounds
0: drop off you like it's nothing.
1: Yes, it is. It is bizarre. Yeah, crazy. So, so yeah, that all came back and has stuck around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't seem to be leaving.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, a little bit
0: would be fun. Um. What are your level? Are you still medicated or did it? Did this?
1: No. So I never actually started taking anything for the hypo, mostly because um, sh- I went back and did more blood work. And she's like, yeah, you are in hypo. And I was like, okay, well, what do we need to do? And she's like, just wait it out and see if you come back up into normal levels or if you're going to stay here forever. And I was like,
0: okay. This doesn't so, seem like solid advice. I No. Yeah. I My son was in that same situation and Addie was like, well, we'll medicate you. And if, if the medicine starts pushing you the wrong way, then we'll stop. Not we'll just let you suffer until we see right. what's going on. Oh, right.
1: Okay. It was very frustrating.
0: Yeah.
1: So so thankfully, that stage did not last very long either. And it was just a, maybe I a, – I can't even remember. Maybe a couple of weeks up to maybe a month. Um, I know by probably shortly after Christmas, October, November, December, probably by the end of January – I would say I was back into normal range, and uh, now you know I'm pretty adamant about having my levels checked at least once a year. And thankfully, I've stayed in range, in wow. a good spot. So okay, so it did actually
0: yeah. resolve.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Do you um, when they check your levels? Do you have a, do you have somebody physically check your thyroid as well?
1: Um, I was trying to think. Yes, good. Yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: Good. Well, that's excellent. Look at you taking care of things.
1: Trying. Gotta take care of me, you know, put the mask on yourself first before taking care of the children. Well,
0: I mean, especially in your situation, because their husband, he wants, you know, apparently he still expects sex all the time. So
1: (laughs) He really is an amazing husband. I don't want to like throw him under the bus.
0: Not in my mind. I'm having fun making fun of him. I don't, I'm sure he's delightful. I just, I don't feel good, Bethany. And, um, (laughs) um, my... My humor stick is only it's only so powerful today. So I have to go with what's right in front of me, because if I even take too much of a deep breath, I'm going to go into a coughing fit that (laughs) will disgust you and everybody listening. Um, I'm recording with my window open, which I've never done before, um, because I need the fresh air so I don't pass out. Um, Oh, man. It's all good, though. Don't worry. I'm fine. And you have a ton of energy, which is really helpful today, because if, if I had to drag this story out of you. I don't know what I would do today. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, that's it, huh? Okay." Well, I don't
1: know that anyone has described me as having tons of energy in probably about eight years. But...
0: Bethany, you were chatty as a motherfucker. Don't know that. Oh,
1: well, I don't get to talk to adults very often, so <laughs> it's kind of.
0: Annoying. Jeez, you're sh- upsetting. If you're calling me as an adult, <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Like you, you might need to get out. Yeah, Seriously,
1: been trying.
0: What, what What would you do for fun if you didn't have those kids?
1: Oh, you don't want to know.
0: <laughs> I do actually want to know. Would you like? Would you do something like?
1: Well, right now in my spare time, I quilt. <laughs> I make quilts.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say heroin for sure, but you no, okay, no, so no quilting, no. quilting. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I'm, I'm basically a grandma.
0: <laughs> How long have you been that way?
1: Uh, probably all my life. That I've, I mean, I've been quilting for I don't know, 14 years maybe.
0: The first time my son asked me, I came and saw his saw a baseball game. At college. He's not in college anymore, but he said, "Can you give my girlfriend a ride home afterwards?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> it's the first time I had spent any like time with her, and she pulled out like knitting needles. <laughs> I'm like, "Aren't you like 21?" <laughs> you know? And she's like, "You know, she's doing this whole thing, and I don't know what it is." And she just goes, Uh, this isn't wide enough." And I went, "Okay," like I don't know anything about it. Then I watched her disassemble the entire thing, just pull it apart, yeah. and just start over again. I was like i I couldn't even understand how you make the two like knitting needles turn into like a blanket um but when she pulled it apart, I was like, that's amazing I would I would just quit like I know for sure if I got the thing and I was like, oh, it's not wide enough, I'd be like I don't knit anymore that's exactly what I'm like. knitting is over now <laughs> I'm
1: done yeah,
0: I'm not restarting this it's over uh but anyway, I, I guess it's just relaxing for people, huh
1: it is yeah yeah, yeah.
0: are you nervous or
1: about this interview? Uh,
0: no. Like, do you oh. do you knit or quilt to relax?
1: Um, Yeah. Just to slow down, I think, because, you know, my life is still fairly chaotic and full of lots of loud noises and messes and, you know, small children and all of their stuff. So, it, it's calming. Yes.
0: You know, I, I'd love to tell you that it'll get better when they get older, but it just changes. The horror just morphs into something different. <laughs> so... There's no getting out of this. You'll be paying for these kids till you drop dead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in, one, in one way or I'm sh- another. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: either it'll be financially, emotionally, with your body, your spirit, yes. something. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're worth it, though. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course they are. Yes. Yeah, it's a joy. That's so funny. It's a joy. It's an absolute joy. I remember the part when they were little being delightful. Here, here, let me give you a story. Um, yesterday. I guess I am going to talk about this. I was recording a special episode for Xeris. Xeris is the company that makes Jivo Kypo Pen. I am... It's Jenny and I and um, and four people. Two people from the company, two people from a PR agency, all on this call together. I am as sick as a... As, I don't know why people say sick as a dog. My dog hasn't yeah. been sick one day in its freaking life, as far <laughs> as I can tell. I mean, the closest my dogs come to looking sick is rubbing their ass on the ground a little extra. So anyway, I don't know. Where does <laughs> sit all right? Hold on a second, Bethany. Oh, now we gotta find out where sick as sick a dog as comes from. One second. Sick as a dog. Etymology. Don't be impressed that I know etymology. The origin of the phrase sick as a dog can be found in the early 1700s when it was common to compare undesirable things to dogs. Well, the explanation for this isn't that people didn't like dogs. It is that diseases such as the plague were often spread via animals like rats, birds, and unfortunately, dogs. Oh, sick as a dog. Got it. All right. Well, anyway, Bethany, (laughs) I was sick as a dog yesterday. My fever broke during the recording of this episode. I, I was sweating in sheets, not in drops, but in like my the entirety of my body was wet the whole time. There's a massive amount of information that has to be delivered in two specific ways. The first specific way is it needs to be conversational. It's not right. just the reading of a list. So you're taking actual things that need to be said, sometimes word for word for legal reasons. And weaving it into a conversation. This is not normally how Jenny and I work, but we f- right. figure we can do it. So there's that task. Um, the other task is that I'm being watched by a number of people, which I don't usually do. That I wasn't bothered by so much anyway. I literally hit record. I say, hey Jenny, say testing for me, testing, testing. And then my phone rings, and I I look over because it you know it's muted, and right. it's, it's Arden. I'm like, I'm hey guys, I'm sorry, this is my daughter. I'm going to answer this before we start. I pick up the phone, and she goes. Now, I was worried, Bethany, because I had received a text from her just moments before that, which I was seeing at the same time as the call. Uh Let me see if I can find the original text. Because I think it makes the story better. Um, Okay. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, no. (laughs) So... Um, so, you know, I don't have a lot of confidence picking up the phone right. and, uh, and I pick up the phone and I'm like, Hey, what's wrong that I was getting off the bus and I started walking and I realized I lost my ID Oh, and I turned back around to look for it. And I went on the bus and the bus driver goes, are you looking for your ID? And I said, yeah, how do you know that? And she goes, I watched it fall out of your pants while you're walking down the street. Somebody picked it up. So I ran after a bunch of people, and I was yelling, "Hey, does somebody pick up my ID?" Nobody answered me. I'm an, I look like an idiot. I can't buy lunch. I can't get into these buildings. I can't do anything. I can get back into the room, and she's going on and on in the like. I have her on speakerphone while all these people are listening. <sighs> people who I'm trying to enact a business relationship with, right? A, right, and who B I've just told five seconds prior, hey, I'm incredibly sick, but don't worry, you won't notice while I'm recording this, (laughs) except I'm literally look like I'm kicking heroin as it's happening, right? Like, so, you know, so this is not a great start. And um, she goes through the whole thing. I said, Arden, listen, I'm working right now. Here's what you should do. Call security, ask them what to do, call your RA. And she goes, but, but, I'm like, Arden, figure it out. And and like I hung I didn't hang up on her, but we said goodbye. Right. And then Jenny starts laughing. She goes, What a parental thing to say. Figure it
2: out.
0: (sighs) I'm like, what do you want me to do? She lost the plastic card. She should figure it out. And then, like, I don't know, three hours later, I'm like, Are you all right? You got your card and everything. She's like, Yeah, I got a new one, it's fine. And then out of nowhere, she goes, Is the world effing with me? And I was like, Why? And she said, Somebody found my card and is trying to give it back to me. And she's like, but that one's deactivated now. I don't need it. I was like, oh, they're trying to be nice. You should let them give it back to you. Um, anyway, if that's what you're saying about kids are great, then yeah, sure. <laughs> they're terrific. <laughs> that's the only yeah. interaction I had with my daughter yesterday.
1: That's so funny. Mm. I can't even imagine my kids that old. Like, that seems like it's forever away. I know it's not, but.
0: Mm, yeah, it happens really fast. But yeah, it's very strange. Like, my wife and I were in the kitchen yesterday. We're all sick. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, Like we're, we're up to the part of sick where there's like dishes in the sink and people are like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't even, like we worked very hard for this house, but if it falls apart, whatever, I can't do anything (laughs) about it. I'm, I'm sick. Um, And my wife says Arden's been gone for so long already. And she's really been gone like six weeks, maybe. Yeah. You know? And she's like, I, I very badly need to give Arden a hug. And I was like, oh, I know. I was like, you know, we're going to go get her pretty soon. And um, she's like, don't you feel like that sometimes? And I was like, I do. But I do, like, I do things like, like I watch TV shows that Arden and I watch together and stuff like that. Like when she's not here. And like I do little things like that to make me feel like she's around. Um, Yeah. and, uh, And she's like, do you feel like that about Cole ever? I was like, Cole was different. Like Cole was playing baseball. Like he. Like, he was doing the thing he really wanted to be doing. And he was yeah. super busy, so I never worried about him like that. Although, I do get, I get, like, very upset if Cole gets sick. Mm. And I just think that's because Arden has diabetes. Yeah. When Cole gets sick, I get real, I get, like, like viscerally upset. Mm. And, and so, I think I don't want him to get type 1. I, if yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a oh,
1: therapist. Oh, I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not a therapist, Bethany, but I'm pretty sure that's where the feeling comes from. Um, what have you done so far? Like, are you like, are there cameras on the other three kids? Have you done Trial Net or something like that? What do you do?
1: Um, I, I ordered the kits for Trial Net shortly after Jane was diagnosed. And they honestly have just been sitting in my closet, me trying to decide if I want to know. I can't decide if it's better to know or better to not know. I mean, now that I do know all of the symptoms, I check all of my kids' blood sugars on a pretty regular basis. And so I, I try not to worry too much about that. I think, I don't know. I'm so torn as which, which is better, but I haven't sent them in. So um, other than that, it's mostly just like <laughs> my husband makes pancake breakfast on Saturday mornings. So mm-hmm. <laughs> seems, Right. Um, So I'm just like, okay, we're all going to take our blood sugars now. Um, So there was one time where my oldest son's blood sugar was like 197 or something. And my husband and I both looked at each other and sort of panicked. (laughs) And I was like, go wash your hands. I was like, what did you just eat? This was not after pancake. This was like in the middle of the day, randomly, you know, and uh, wash his hands. And then checked it and then it was totally normal. It was like 92 or something. And I was like, what was on your hands? And he was like, Oh, well, I just ate a banana and had it all over me and I just wiped it on my pants. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> that, that explains that's it. It's
0: an honest answer. Eight-year-old uh, I, boys are yeah, gross. I, I wipe my hands on my pants, Mom, just so you know. This is yeah. my this is my cleansing process right here. Yes.
1: Okay, thank that, you. So, but I really, you know, I go through times where I am very worried about that for my other kids and then other times when i just realize i can't control that so i need to not worry about it and just be on the lookout for symptoms okay. so
0: yeah how about did you dig more into your family because now you had a thyroid issue your daughter has type 1 did you yes. find other autoimmune stuff
1: yeah so you know i knew that my cousin had type 1 um but i didn't realize until listening to the podcast that which i started very early on after her diagnosis but um, about the association with other autoimmune diseases. So, um, then I asked, you know, our parents and my husband's mom has thyroid issues. My husband's brother has thyroid issues. Um, my mom's mom had thyroid. There's just like a lot of thyroid. There's no other, um, diabetes in our like immediate family history, mm-hmm. but on my mom's side, like her cousins and things like that, there's a lot of, of type one and type two, but, um, specifically type one. So I think that, you know, not that we we were doomed to have it, but we just have a lot of autoimmune diseases. So.
0: Well, Bethany, you're the first person I'm going to ask a follow-up question to that sounds like this. I'm adding this to my repertoire. Um, Okay. How about anything digestion, constipation?
1: Um, um, Well, my dad has a lot of digestion issues and he's had them for years. And I actually, I think it was listening to one of your podcasts that I realized, oh, he doesn't have just digest, digestive issues. Can't even speak today. Digestive issues. It's his his type two. I didn't mention he is type two diabetic. Um, He maintains that he has good control of his diabetes, but in listening to I'm pretty sure it was an episode from of yours about... Um, Oh, it was Arden's episode about her, the supplements that she takes and everything and Mm. how um, just in, in that I realized, Oh my gosh, like my dad doesn't digest his food because he has had such poor control. Not that I know Arden, that was not her situation, but you talking about that made me realize the association between type two and those issues. Um, But other than that, not not that I'm aware of, though, okay. my my family's pretty.
0: They poop solid, on a schedule, but...
1: oh, I don't know about that. They don't talk about it. so so I'm not sure.
0: You, you and your kids don't get together and chart out the poops,
1: oh, now, my kids talk about poop all the time, but I think that's just because kids are gross. so <laughs> you said they were great. And they are. They're They're so wonderful and they're yeah. so disgusting all at the same time. I
0: was going to say, I don't know. You find other people who you describe as great. And have you ever had a conversation with them about them being in the bathroom? I don't think so.
2: Well, that's true.
0: Although I had a conversation with Jenny about it the other day and she just, <laughs> she was looking at me. Jenny's the only person I look at when I'm recording with them for the most mm-hmm. part. Like sometimes like, you know, somebody comes on from Dexcom or something I see them. But like mm-hmm. you and I are not looking at each other right now. Right. So I'm talking about Arden's digestive stuff with Jenny. We did an episode, which you'll hear six months before this comes out, about you know that um that that t-shirt proud owner of a dead pancreas or a useless right. pancreas or right. something like that. So we which did is not e- accurate. Right. It's not accurate. So we did like an episode that explains what else your pancreas does, which specifically helps you digest food. Right. And um, so we're going over all of it. And sort of at the end, I, I think I tagged on to what we were talking about by telling her that, you know, I realized after watching Arden that I had a lot of the issues that she had. So I started taking the supplements that Arden was mm-hmm. taking. And then I said something like, you could see on her face. she was like, don't talk about when you go to the bathroom. Like she was looking at me like, just I know where you're going. Just why don't you stop? Like, that was, I felt like, I'm sorry, I'm going to cough. I felt like my mom was looking at me for a second. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I get up in the morning now, and right away, just like the rest of me. <sighs> and, um, and I said, but that was not my life for a while. But anyway, the whole time I'm talking, she's just looking at me like, you should stop now. Like, don't, <sighs> don't tell people about your bathroom habits. I'm like, I'm going to, Jenny. It's happening. We were talking with our eyes. I'm like, I'm absolutely going to do this. Because I think... Because Bethany, like it was, it took me like two years to kind of like suss out Arden's problems. Right. And her digestion, her poor digestion and poor elimination were, I think was really impacting her in a lot of different ways, in ways we're still finding out. I think some of her joint pain had to do with this, like, you know, like a lot of different stuff, your gut gets in, and I felt like, I told Jenny, I feel like. I feel like an internet hippie. I'm like, I balanced Darden's gut and her knee doesn't hurt anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it seems right. like a crazy thing to say. Um, I'm aware of that. But it does seem to be what's happening. So, right. you know, like, so I want to share it with people. You have no idea the, the people I've heard back from already.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the things that people don't talk about are often the things that the people that are in the need need to hear about you
0: know yeah so i tell people when i pooped because of the thing that's all (laughs) i want you to poop better seriously because you don't know what else is going on like my back's hurt for my whole life like is it going to stop
2: yeah
0: like do you know is that inflammation like do you know because i took a steroid pack one time for a bug bite it's a weird story bethany but it happened (laughs) and um and my back stopped hurting yeah my back hurts my whole life like my whole life, since I'm 20, it's hurt. And I get bit by a bug. Do you know this story, Bethany? I don't know that I do. I'm going to give you the highlights. Okay. Lawnmower breaks. I'm on the ground putting the belt back on the pulley.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I must get bit by something. I wake up the next day with this lump on my hand, kind of between my thumb and my forefinger on my right hand. Mm-hmm. Very itchy, but only if I touch it. If I don't touch it, it's not itchy. So I'm a boy. What I do is I don't touch it. <laughs> That's the extent of how I'm going to handle it. The next day, a bump pops up on another finger and another, and they're starting to get like systemic on my hand. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. Whatever bit me is powerful. And now, of course, again, boy, I start imagining my Spider-Man powers. (laughs) I think I'm probably only about 12 hours away from being able to walk up a wall, so I'm not upset at all. Until... Oh, Bethany, I feel so bad, but because you're a a a lady, but you've got kids and a husband, so until my testicles start to itch, okay, and not itch, but like if they brush against something or touch something, like with the bump, vicious itching, Mm. and then if you start rubbing to it, you don't quell the itch; it just gets worse and worse and worse. This goes to other stuff around my testicles. I'm now in a panic. Again, I'm a boy. <laughs> Bumps on my hand. I don't think twice. Everything itches. Couldn't bother me. You start touching my penis. Things are going to get fixed immediately. Cause I I got some needs and that thing is one of them. So I'm right off to urgent care. And now I'm standing there trying to decide how much of this I'm gonna to tell to the poor, right. you know, nurse practitioner who's now in a four by four room with me. And mm. you know, and I'm like, uh, listen, you don't need to see my balls, right? <laughs> she goes. No, I don't think so. No, was like, Great. I said, I don't <laughs> want to show them to you. I don't feel like you want to see them. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, so she goes, I'm going to put you on a steroid pack, blah, blah. Anyway, the pharmacist screws up the steroid pack um, b- by giving me directions that are too strong. She's got me taking too many steroids at the beginning mm-hmm. of the thing. I figured out like four days into it, but I'm getting this super dose of steroids is what I wanted to explain. Um, my heart did race a lot. Which was not pleasant, mm-hmm. but my back, these bumps on my hand, like magic, zoom, gone. All the itching gone. My back felt amazing. I had all of my flexibility back. Like everything was fine. My bowels, like like my limb, everything started working better. And I was like, oh my god, inflammation has <laughs> to be has to impact me in a really significant way because the minute. You know, I can't take these steroids forever, obviously. But the minute we took inflammation out of my body for a couple of days, this is the ten best days of my life. I felt like Superman.
1: It's crazy.
0: Yeah, really, just it's insane. So I'm getting better now. Like the the supplements are helping. Um, my back is starting to loosen up a little bit. Like it's all kind of going in the right way. So.
1: Good.
0: Yeah, your stomach. What do you know? Crazy, right?
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
0: All right, Bethany. What have we not talked about that you wanted to?
1: Um. Well, we were. On MDI for thirteen months, which I feel like it's pretty long time, especially for probably use listeners of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to kind of take what you do with pump and kind of translate it to shots. But I, I told Jane from the very beginning, you know, she was only four; she didn't want to have anything on her body. Um, I said, Dexcom is not negotiable. You have to wear it. You have to wear it every day. I have to see your numbers. Um, But I was like, we can wait and get a pump whenever you're ready. So she, about a year after diagnosis said, I think I'm ready. So it took a little bit of time. We got real insurance once we were allowed to actually get insurance. So that was good. Um, and you know, it took a little while to like get the approval process and everything for a bump. So we started with the dash and we've actually been on, um, Omnipod five for since June. So June, July, August, September, October. So about five months now. Um, we really like it a lot. And your series on on Omnipod five is very helpful. Um, and we worked with we actually worked with integrated diabetes, not specifically with Jenny, which mm. was someone else there, but, um, to kind of get even the original Omnipod dash that we were on, um, set up and the settings dialed in and everything use them mostly just because our endocrinologist office kind of fell apart after our endocrinologist left. Um, so we've, we've had very good success with that and I have been able to sleep through the night for the first time ever. Well, not ever. the First time in two years um, being on Omnipod 5. So that's oh, been very, very nice.
0: That's amazing. So tell me about, uh, first of all, MDI. You, mm-hmm. So you kind of followed the way the podcast talks about using insulin, but you did it just with more shots. Is that how you handled it?
1: Yeah. So it basically got to the point where, you know, the first couple of weeks of injections were t- terrible. But after that, Jane just kind of gave in and was fine. And it even got to the point where she would give herself shots after a few months. Um, so I was just doing a lot more shots. I I had to not feel bad about it because it was helping manage her control so much. So we split the Lantus dose and did half in the morning, half in the evening. And then, um, for her meals, you know, we would pre-bolus with a shot and then, just just in general, being more bold with insulin giving corrective doses sooner, not being afraid for her to have a snack because that would require another shot, just giving her a shot if she wanted another snack, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so we maintained a low six um, a1c on shots and then have also stayed and her last one was a 6.0 on, on Omnipod 5 so I'm really really trying to get down in the fives even if it's just a 5.9 I want to break that barrier um so we go next week and I'm hoping that that maybe we'll be in the fives oh, that's we'll amazing
0: see. um wow good for you first of all good for you that's terrific and good for her you know seriously Jane being able to handle some extra shots along the way and and toughen it out like that. That's pretty cool. Uh um, yeah. what what about? So I'm assuming that what helped you go on omnipod five and get your settings right was that you were being neat. You know, it's funny. We talk about aggressive, like it seems like that's excessive, but it's not really aggressive. Sometimes just means you know, I mean, if if everybody's gonna be okay with like a seven and a half A1C. And you start using enough insulin to get a six A one C. Are you being aggressive or are you using the proper amount of insulin? You know what I mean. Right. So, so, right. You, so you found a way to to use the proper amount of insulin, use it where it needs to be, and right. so then when you translate that total daily insulin to Omnipod five, you had good success with it. Like pretty quickly, it sounds like.
1: Yes. the The thing that was the hardest for me to figure out, and I'm still tweaking with it, is you know, Jane's body, she's so tiny, even at six. And so different locations on her body are a lot more sensitive to insulin than others. So when, when she was on the dash, you know, I had different basal programs. And so if we put it on her leg, she had more basal. If we put it on her stomach, she had a significant less amount of basal because her stomach's super sensitive. Um, but you can't do that with Omnipod and with that, with a five. five, you can't. Yeah. And so when it's in automated mode, at least. And so I was finding like, okay, if her pod has been on her leg for the past, you know, two or three pods alternating, you know, between spots on her legs and her daily insulin is like 18 units, she's going to need significantly less when I now have to move it on her body and move it to her arm or to her stomach. Um, and so we would experience a lot of lows and then in the reverse, if it had been on her stomach and then moving it to her leg, we would experience a lot of let of highs for that, that transitional pod. Um, so I figured out to, to do a couple of different things. I changed her insulin sensitivity factor pretty drastically depending on where it is on her body. Um, and then I also change, actually change her, goal number, you know, I hear a lot of people in the in the diabetes community, especially people that are looping. I actually built loop in between us being on Dash and getting approved for Omnipod Five. Um and was planning on looping, but then we got approved for Omnipod Five and it's just it's it's just less work. I mean, it just is. So um but you hear a lot of people in that community. I'm in the you you know the looping Facebook groups and everything too and they all kind of not shame omnipod five but are a little disappointed that the lowest setting you can put it like the goal is 110 but i will say we have found a lot of stability below 110 um on the omnipod 5 and there are times when like today i had to change her pod last night and before she went to school today i changed her goal to actually be 130 instead of 110 because i moved it just like i talked about last night it was on her leg and then i had to move it to her stomach Mm -hmm. I knew she was going to be more sensitive. I didn't want her school to be having to, she's in kindergarten this year. I didn't want them to have to be dealing with her going low. So I changed it to one thirty, and she's just cruising real steady. Um, you know, she's well, she just ate snacks. So she's going up a little bit, but, um, it, it works really well. She does, she does not go low very often. And even though the, goal that i have for her right now is 130 she stays closer to 100 by doing that so Mm -hmm. depending on where it is and what her ratios are and everything but
0: kari talked about that in those Omnipod five episodes i did right that it's a just because it's a target doesn't mean that's where your blood sugar is going to be
1: yes yes but i think that's you know can can be misleading When you don't hear somebody say that specifically, like, oh, well, it's going to keep me at 130 the whole time. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even keep you at 110 the whole time. When we, you know, if I kept it at 110 on her stomach right after it had learned, you know, because the algorithm learns from the previous pod, if the previous pod had been on her leg and I said, okay, keep her at 110 on her stomach, it's going to keep her at probably 80, which, you know, then if she's got active insulin, she's running around at recess, whatever, that's, that's not where i want her i want her a little higher than that at school so just had to to kind of tweak and learn about it but
0: no you figured out yeah. a lot for yourself yeah it was excellent yeah well we had last night so i get in bed i'm like i'm going i said i made a general announcement as i walk through the house I'm, nobody cares because everybody's sick i'm like i'm going to bed i can't <laughs> do this anymore i'm sorry i texted Arden. Arden's Arden looked like she had eaten something like at 10 o'clock at night And so I I texted her, I was like, listen, like she was like, she had dinner, she rose up to like 150 and then ate again. And I don't know, I'm like, I don't know what she ate. I don't care. I'm like, but you got to crush this number because I'm going to sleep. And I don't want to be involved in this. Like, don't bother me. Yeah, you take care of this. So I'm now I'm laying in bed, alternating between freezing and sweating. (sighs) And I'm like, I can't sleep. And her blood sugar it it looks like loop is making these aggressive boluses, but I'm like, these are too aggressive to be loop. Like she's, what is she doing? So she's busy doing homework and trying to like, she just sees her blood sugar going up and she's not completely focused on it. So she's making these boluses. Mm -hmm. And finally I texted her, my garden, listen, I know you're doing this on your own, but you're, you're making a mistake here and it's going to get worse. So I'm like, you're bolusing and the algorithm sees your bolus as, Too much insulin. So it's taking your basil away. Right. Your problem is, is that your carb count for your last meal wasn't big enough. Like, so it believes there's 20 carbs in there. It believes it's giving you, it's given you the insulin for the 20 carbs already. And any extra you put in, despite the number that your blood sugar is, it thinks is going to make you low. So here's what you need to do. You know, and I gave her three options because I personally thought I was going to pass out. Um, and I, I forget what I said to her. I said, you can do an override. You could do fake carbs. You could, like, I gave her these three different options to do, and I don't know which one she did, but the next time I opened my eyes and looked, her blood sugar was just going. By now, she had taken away so much basil, she's 220, and oh, it's, and it's yeah. jumping up. So I'm, like, texting her. It's late at night. I don't know what schedule she's on. I can't freaking figure it out. Like, you know, that's, like, 1 o'clock, And I'm like, Arden, are you awake? And she goes, no. And I was like, you have to do it. So I'm like, forget what you think. Do this right now. Mm -hmm. And I told her to set an override for like 180%, make her targets like 85, and bolus two units. And she sets the override and falls asleep again. So I wait like a half an hour. I'm like, why is this freaking? I did. I know this works. Like, I know I'm right. You know, right. And I'm like, I'm the guy from the podcast. Like I did. the, right, <laughs> I, did, I did the right thing. And so I look back. I see she doesn't make the bolus. So I felt bad. I woke her up at like three in the morning. And right. I was like, I need you to bolus two units. And she goes that I don't think I need two units. And I said, well, A, you're asleep and B, your blood sugar is 240. So right. bolus. And so she did. And. It came down the way I expected it to. Would have happened an hour sooner if, you know, she wouldn't have fallen asleep in the middle of it. But she's been super stable for the last, I don't know, six hours or so. Yeah. Um, so, and, and oh, hold on a second. She's, oh, this is so interesting. Arden is texting me now. She is going to pick up her insulin for the very first time in her life. Oh. do leave um, it in your car. Yeah, she doesn't have a car oh
1: sure
0: I'm not, you know I don't know what you think's going on over here but oh, I got that kind of money I'm <laughs> send it a car to to I guess I'm fair college yeah I, I'm supposed to say where did she where did she joke about going um, oh yeah she's like oh she said Chicago I'm going yes, I'm Chicago. going to school in yeah. Chicago dad tell people that and I was like okay um, all right hold on I have to I'm searching an email for her endo. And because I know the address is in there and I'm sending it to her now. All right. So I sent her the address. So Arden's going to pick up her insulin order for the very first time in her life, because it's always come to us uh, in the mail, actually.
1: That's
0: and, crazy. and uh, I said, well, Bethany, first of all, I I'm going to be, ringing this bell a lot this year i sent Arden to school with enough insulin to get her through 10 weeks oh good the food at school is oh. so i, I almost cursed yeah. the food at school is so terrible yeah. that she texted me like a week ago and she goes i am not gonna have enough insulin to get home and i'm like how is that possible and then i started looking at everything and i'm like okay all right i'll now i'll take care of it so i sent an email to the endo and she goes, Arden hasn't been here in a year. I can't write you a prescription. And I was like, Oops. whoa, wait a minute. I'm like, Arden hasn't been there in a year? That's not right. We go religiously to the endocrinologist. So much so that when we leave, Arden goes, why do we come here so much? <laughs> so, um, And so I started thinking about it. And I realized that we've been working so hard on Arden's digestive issues over the last year. And her, forgot
1: about her
0: hormonal stuff and everything. I didn't take her to the endocrinologist. I blame COVID being serious. Right. You know, for putting us all in this, like, because, you know, you go to the, the endo, and at the end of it, you walk out, you hand them your paperwork, and they go, when do you want to come back? And you set up another appointment. Right. But when you get off a Zoom with your endo, they don't go. You don't
1: make an appointment.
0: Right. And I was like, oh, fair enough. So I'm like, listen, I promise we didn't do this on purpose. I'll make an appointment right now if you send her insulin. And she's like, Okay. Middle of October, I couldn't get an appointment till January 3rd.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: You know? And, and I felt like I was signing up for my own podcast. Yeah. So so far in the future. Um, but isn't that interesting? Like, in, you know, in the time of this podcast, it used to be like, hey, dad, I'm at lunch now. I'm going to gym. And now she's like, uh, I have to go pick up my insulin at college. Must it's crazy. F- yeah. It must feel like people who listen must feel like, I don't know must be interesting for them to hear somebody get older like that. It is. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. We were talking about Omnipod, Omnipod 5 and algorithms and everything. Yeah. Um, and so you're enjoying Omnipod 5.
1: I am very yeah. much. I'm getting more sleep than I've gotten in a very long time, which is yeah. so nice.
0: Oh, that's – tell me about that. I, so how long have you been doing Omnipod 5, and how has your life changed with the sleeping?
1: Um. Let's see. She started at the end of June. So five-ish months now. Coming up on months. five,
0: yeah.
1: Um, And it's been great. I mean, obviously, we still have days that are not good. and We still have days that, you know, unforeseen other circumstances. She goes through a growth spurt or, I mean, she just, the past, probably like a week ago, I guess she probably had whatever I have now. Um, I got it from her. But um, she... Overall, is my healthiest child. Like, she does not show symptoms when she's sick. So, like the poor child when she was a baby, she had strep throat. She wasn't a baby; she was a toddler. She had strep throat, and I didn't know until she broke out in a rash all over her entire body. And I took her to the doctor, and they were like, "Yeah, this is scarlet fever." Like that, didn't that die year like hundreds of years ago? Isn't that maybe? from a, <laughs> a
0: a CW show I watched with like a bunch of young kids? You know? Yeah,
1: I was like, "What in the world?" Um, they were like, "She it starts as strep throat. If it goes untreated, it turns into this." And I was like. She was acting completely normal. So she's always been, she's such a tough little girl. And so, you know, I won't know that she's actually sick, except for the fact that she's all of a sudden needing tons and tons more insulin, which then that also can kind of throw off the next pod algorithm if she all of a sudden kicks it and it's fine. Um, but, But we're figuring that out. But, but yes, I mean, for the most part, unless it's like that, where she's having a growth spurt or, um, is sick every once in a while, I'll have to wake up in the middle of the night and go and and give her an actual bolus instead of just letting the algorithm take care of it. And it will, even if I left it, it would bring her down. I just don't want her staying high, you know, for several hours for it to bring her down when she's fighting something like that. Um, but for the most part, I've been able to sleep through the night, which has literally been life-changing. So
0: Good. Yeah, I think it's a, a huge piece of all this and we don't pay enough attention to it. I think yeah. it's one of those slippery slope things where yes. at first you're like, oh, I'm not sleeping as much. And then it's like, I'm getting I'm tired all the time. And then then eventually you realize this is never going to stop. And then so you right. start making those stupid jokes like, oh, I don't need that much sleep. Like, oh, right. I'm okay. And then before you know it, you're decimated and you don't realize it. Yes,
1: yeah. yes. And And, you know, before when we were still doing, especially when we were still doing MDI, I mean, I just remember telling my husband, like, I don't think I'm ever going to sleep again in my life. And I'm not going to be okay if I can't get more sleep than this. Um, but it's been, it's been so, so nice.
0: Good. Good. I'm glad Uh, that's wonderful. And you know, uh, hormonal impacts will get. I'm I'm, I'm interested, like as she gets older, I'm interested to see how Omnipod five helps, um, where, where it needs help you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. They all do. Like, I mean, Arden's obviously last night needed help and she's looping and that thing set up about as aggressively as it can be. Um, you know, and you know, oh my gosh, tandem by control IQ, same issues. Um, it's just not a perfect system. It's a great system. It's amazing. You have to learn how to use it. Like I, I, there's times when I thought, and I still believe that the introduction of these algorithms to people is going to be, I was going to say fraught with, but, but it's, it's going to encompass years of people learning how to use algorithms. Right. And, and that's going to have to permeate the space so that people understand, like what I talked about with Arden, like you can't just bolus while the thing's in auto mode because it thinks that that's extra insulin. I know, you know, it's not, it doesn't know it's dumb, you know, it's, it's, it's following settings. So You know, people will learn and then the word spreads and, and that's how, you know, it's how you educate a group of people. So cool. Uh, Bethany, if there's nothing else, I'm going to go pass out.
1: Okay. Well, I did want to just tell you, thank you. Thank you for the podcast. Um, and thank you to, you posted maybe like a week or so ago, a 24 hour graph of Arden, um, of her Dexcom and, and she'd been high the majority of the time. And you talked about a lot of the reasons why she was high but for some reason that sounds terrible maybe, but that was so comforting to me to see, because you know, you listen to the podcast and you're so great about managing it. And Arden, you know, you always talk about Arden's great A1Cs and everything. And, and I, I'm kind of a perfectionist, I guess, at things. And I try to strive for better, 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 like let's get it in the fives, you know, and and I showed that to my husband and I was like, see, even, even Arden has bad days. And he was like, of course she does. Everyone does. You have the same A1C. Well, not me, but yeah. Jane. <laughs> has the, the same A1C that Arden has had for probably a while. Like you're doing just as good as he is. Not not bragging on myself, but just the realization of like that Arden does have a great A1C, but that's not without some highs, you know? So yeah. just, just realizing that it's okay if we do have spikes or if we have a sickness and Jane's hanging out high, what matters is that we go and we take care of it we don't let her stay there for forever. So that, but you posting that was just really encouraging as weird as that sounds. So
0: it was a very popular uh, post on the Facebook page. I know that. Yeah. And the sentiment uh, rung through, just like you said, like people were oddly thrilled to see Arden's blood sugar high. And, <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry, Arden. Uh, no,
0: and, and I, I mean, I can't make, you understand, like, I can't make this podcast and every day say, well, don't anyone think that this means Arden's blood sugar is always 87 or something like right, that? Right, right. You know, so you're, it's conversational. And and so it can't be said constantly. But I, I always assume it's just understood. Like, she eats a variety of carbs. She's got, you know, uh, hormonal impacts. She's, right. you know, struggled with hormone problems. Like, she's, you know, she's at college. Like, I don't know what. Like, I get it. Like, I understand why people look and go, oh, I thought it was perfect all the time. But, yeah, I have no trouble sharing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's what it is. So, yeah. I mean, well, yeah.
1: It's, it's ni- nice to know that that, you know, we're all in it and... I, everybody has some highs, and that's okay. So.
0: Well, if my daughter's pain makes you happy, then by all means. <laughs> oh,
1: I, d- I didn't mean it, it that way. way. But but it. truly, thank you so much for the work that you do on the podcast. And you know, I learned so much in those early days, and I am convinced that that Jane's health is significantly better because of the knowledge that I learned from your podcast. So. Oh,
0: oh that's wonderful, and I appreciate you saying that so much. Thank you. Me, Scott. Cool. She, Jane. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Now go take a nap.
0: Yeah, no, please. I'm I might just pass out on the floor when I turn around. <laughs> I'm holding it together. I think admirably. Uh, yes, but if I talk too long, my chest is like we're gonna cough, and I'm I'm like holding it in.
1: Yeah, and um, if you hold back a cough, then you basically die. So is that what happens? Well, you know, have you ever done that before? It's usually like in the middle of something that you have to be incredibly quiet in, and you just like try to hold down a cough, and then it becomes like a massive coughing attack and you can't control yourself at all. I that think that's
0: psychological for people. Really? I saw Yo-Yo Ma once and the man in front of me, um, because there's breaks, there were breaks in between the, the pieces that they were playing. Mm-hmm. And during the playing, <laughs> the whole time, the guy in front of me, right? The playing stops there's no reason we have to be quiet for the entire break. The man's uh-huh. silent. The bell goes off. Ding ding ding. <laughs> he starts calling. The lights dim. We're gonna come back on. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm like, oh my god, you're, yeah. you're a lunatic. Like, like so. So this person, it was, it was the anxiety. I think. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's the pr- interesting. The yeah. I mean, I have. Quiet.
1: Happened to me at the last funeral I went to. I That's was right. trying not to hold, like, not to make a tiny little cough, you know, just like keep it in. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, I literally am dying, coughing so hard, I had to leave and go to the reception area and get something to drink. Because oh my god, you busted I up a funeral. Stop. Yeah, it was.
0: Was it at least somebody on your husband's side of the family? She didn't care. <laughs> much?
1: No, it was one of my friends, but oh. she didn't know it was fine. I'm sorry. She... Not, not my, my friend's funeral. My friend's father's funeral. So I thought you said one of my. No, no, friends. No, 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 no,
0: no. Because no. you're in your early thirties, I go. We're being very blasé about a woman in her early thirties no, passing no, away. No, and um, oh, so one of your friend's fathers. Yes. You were there for moral support, or did you know him?
1: No, I would never met him. Just moral support. Uh, somebody told me years and years ago that you go to funerals for the living, not for the dead. Are and that's always
0: stuck with me. So. Oh, you're lovely. You went to your friend's father's funeral and you had never met him. Yes. Wow. You're a nicer person than I am. <laughs> I, oh. just, <laughs> I just realized that while you were talking. I was like, <laughs> I would not do that. <laughs> I'm so old, Here it comes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, can you imagine if one day this is pulled out of an archive? This is like the last time I recorded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope I did a good job. This is
1: Yeah, you report. did great.
0: Did, oh, I didn't know you were going to say something nice about me. I, I, I wouldn't have talked over you. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I really do appreciate this. A huge thanks to Bethany for coming on the show today and sharing her family story. I also want to thank US Med and remind you to go to usmed.com forward slash juice or call 888-721-1514. Check out the contour meters at contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Your meters and test strips may be cheaper in cash than you're paying right now through your insurance. Get yourself an accurate meter. Get a contour meter. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. And don't forget to check out the Facebook page and the private Facebook group Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. What a great community! You're going to love it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the juice box podcast.